And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news from The Athletic. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. This is Andy Staples with Max Olson and Sam Kahn. They are the host of One True Pod, our podcast about the Big 12 in Texas or whatever the Big 12 in Texas are going to be because that is the subject that we're here to talk about because Max has a big story that you can read right now in The Athletic. Max, you reported that Bob Bowlesby from the Big 12, George Klyovkov from the Pac-12 meeting about a potential merger or maybe a scheduling alliance or something, but it could be that the Pac-12 and the Big 12 working together in the future. You know, Bob Bowlesby kind of, as you heard uh, yesterday, Sam, Bob Bowlesby dropped quite a few hints to this possibility yesterday during his appearance in front of the Texas Senate that, um, you know, those those politicians wanted a, a clear sense of what are your options? And he floated, hey, we could potentially merge with the conference. We could potentially have a scheduling alliance. We could uh, even get into some sort of deal where we are working together with the conference to negotiate our next TV deal together or something like that. There could be other, you know, other unforeseen possibilities here. The sense in the Big 12 is like, we got to, there's no bad ideas right now. We got to talk about anything that we could do to uh, preserve our, you know, A5, P5 status and try and get the revenue back to something, you know, something livable here after Texas and Oklahoma leave the conference. As Bob Bowles, we said yesterday, the distribution on the TV deal. Uh, this year was about 28 million uh, per school. What do you got to do to try and get back to that in some way when when the two most valuable uh, brands in your conference exit? I think this is a smart decision on Bob's part. The, the damage is done on Texas and Oklahoma and, and the options of being able to recoup the 50% of revenue. He said 28 million is distributed to every Big 12 member in TV revenue every year, and that OU in Texas value is probably half that, which means you're looking at at least a $14 million a year hit for each of these schools. And mitigating that loss is of the utmost importance to Bob Bowlesby and those eight remaining Big 12 members. So doing something along these lines, whether it's a merger, whether it's a scheduling alliance, and both of these schools have Fox as a partner, could you see them pool, pooling together for a, a joint broadcast deal with Fox to, to get a more lucrative deal with these schools together. I, I think it's a smart option and it's a, it's a creative way to try and keep this league together. Well, and Andy, you've talked about the possibility of, well, why doesn't the big 10 just go take the best assets from the PAC 12, right? I think part of this idea of collaborating this is just what if we can, from that. Yes. what if we can protect each other by not, neither of us gets rated if we work together and all of our members get aboard with this. Now, obviously there's a, there's two, two, two very different, scenarios going on here in terms of the different sides there's not desperation in the big 12 but there is urgency certainly whereas things are much less tumultuous in the pac-12 so can you sell all that leadership on on a deal that while it may save the big 12 
is there enough value on the Pac-12 side that this is, uh, you know, worth partnering up? Well, that, that's the question. And, and USC, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, those are the schools that have to answer that question. If they're cool with it, then you're in good shape if you're the Big 12. Now, we don't know what we're exactly describing here is the, the question, though. If we're talking about a merged conference with 20 teams, that is probably going to require some some convincing on the part of the, the folks from the big 12 to say, Hey, look, you know, we may not bring all the revenue you, you would hope, but because you're, you're going to have your own new TV deal, this would, this would be its own new TV deal. We can probably get you to where you were. And then maybe there's a different model for selling third tier rights, which the big 12, I would say had correct. And is something that the, the PAC 12 would like to do where you could do your own third tier rights. Cause if you're USC and you can sell your third tier rights individually and don't have to plow that into a PAC 12 network that doesn't give you anything back, then you might be pretty happy with that. That would keep you from having the wandering eye, but they've got to be able to convince them that. And Oh, by the way, they just kicked ESPN in the shins. So I'm sure ESPN is going to be thrilled to, to talk about how much money they're going to pay for a, uh, for a merged league. Well, and, and George Klievkov just started his job on July 1. So obviously he inherited issues, some pretty clear, very publicly well-reported issues uh, that the Pac-12 has relative to the FCC and Big Ten. So the question is, is there is there a piece of this deal that solves some of those things where there is the network or it is some of the just the revenue aspects of, of trying to feel like, hey, we have to respond to and keep up with the SEC and the moves they're making. Um, but you know, it, 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 it's going, it's going to be interesting to see, I, I, I need to like assure people this ain't, ain't going to happen tomorrow, right? This is, this is a long play, I think on both sides, if they even can get on the same page and, and, and find something that's agreeable. Um, certainly the idea of a merger would take a lot of, a lot of work to work through a lot of details. Um, but I think there's, you know, folks on the big 12 side feel like, Hey, we have time to figure this out and we have to explore this. And, um, you know, I think even the stuff like geography, like, yeah, does West Virginia want to play uh, games on the West Coast at night? Like, no, that's not their dream scenario. But at this point, uh, un- until you have some offer from the ACC in front of you, like, you can't say no to any of this stuff. You have to explore these possibilities if it can keep you in a good position. And, and so from what I've heard, they've, they've even been supportive of exploring this. What, what might a, a scheduling alliance look like? Because everybody looks at this and says, oh, merger, merger. But... It's also possible that they do a scheduling alliance or do a somewhat combined sale of right of, of media rights, but not a total merger. So, how, what other options would be on the table? Yeah, do, do you think that that when that hits your ear, do you think that means more? We'll do the crossover games in non-conference, or do you think that's kind of doing a, a conference schedule that's a little bit of both? If I'm the Big Twelve, I want the merger. If I'm those those eight schools remaining in the Big Twelve, I want the merger, but. If I'm in the Pac-12, I want to explore both and figure out which makes me more money in the long run. Increasing the quality of the, the non-conference games for the Big 12 would help in their new deal if they were to stay their own league and then add some teams. So I think they can help each other that way. It really, because the Pac-12 is in the position of power, it depends on what those schools would want. But Sam, I, I'm curious what you think about this. Those schools have been historically somewhat academically snobby, but they're not completely against dealing with schools that aren't, say, AAU members, because some of them aren't. You know, three of the Pac-12 are not AAU members. So 
Do you think getting into the Texas market, uh, getting into Oklahoma, getting into places that are pretty football crazy, do you think that outweighs what they've you know historically looked at in terms of what they want in their membership? No doubt. I, I think it is. And for the same reason you guys were mentioned earlier about protecting each other is we discussed this earlier, Andy, the Pac-12 is the next most vulnerable league now after the Big 12 of the Power Five. So whatever you can do to mitigate your risk, I think is helpful. And then the other question I have is, if you are going to do that, what say would the Pac-12 have, if any say, about who the Big 12 adds? You know, when the Big 12 decides, if they decide to do this merger, they decide to do a scheduling alliance and work together, does the Pac-12 have some say? And Do they say, hey, Big 12, we want you to look at Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, SMU, you know, who are those schools? You know, who are the, where are those markets that the big Pac-12 would like to have some eyeballs in? I think that's, I think that's worth considering because if they do do something, I, 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 my other question is, is does the Big 12 need to add some schools before they make this kind of merger? Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics Headlines section for much more on this story. And to hear more, ask your Google Assistant to, quote, play news from The Athletic. You can also visit theathletic.com slash headline pod to save 33% on an annual subscription to The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.